Our sponsor today on Drinking with Authors is Skunk Brothers Spirits. Skunk Brothers Spirits was started by a family of disabled veterans focused on locally sourced quality distilled spirits. Their name was inspired by their pops, who was nicknamed Skunk. Skunk's father was a moonshiner in Oregon back when it wasn't exactly legal. Now the brothers are taking the family business legal with their Washington-based team using their grandfather's Prohibition-era moonshine recipe to bring small batch spirits to the gorge and beyond. From the moonshine corn whiskey to the apple pie brandy, all of their spirits are handmade in Washington. Believing they already have the best ingredients in the local community, they work with local farmers and suppliers to produce the highest quality spirits from scratch. You can find them on Facebook at Skunk Brothers and on Twitter at Skunk Bros Inc. Or visit their site www.skunkbrothersspirits.com and use coupon code DWA10 at checkout to read 10% off your order. You can always also ask your local retailer to start stocking Skunk Brother Spirits. Regardless of how you get your hands on a bottle or two, grab a drink and don't forget to get skunked. This podcast contains potentially adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly sexual context. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Drinking With Authors, the Literary Briefs Edition. I'm your host, Erica Williams. My amazing co-host today, who seems to be staring around looking for something on her desk, is C.R. Wright. The fan just kicked on, and my desk is covered in papers with notes, and they all just... So like I'm trying, I was trying to catch them, but also like not look like a crazed person flailing over here. Clearly okay. it did not work. Anyone who wants <laughs> watching the YouTube can decide how crazy CR looks. <laughs> and our amazing guest today is Dee Lambert. Stop grabbing at papers. Okay. Um, also our sponsor today is Skunk Brothers Spirits. I'm holding up one of their chocolate cordials. I just opened it today and put it in a hot chocolate like a boss. Um, CR, what are you drinking? I won't do my spiel. Um, I am drinking Gatorade and vodka. You're not going to say how you're doing that because you weren't okay, feeling good. Okay, so I was feeling really crappy thing. earlier. Yeah, I was feeling really crappy earlier. Like maybe my electrolytes were low. So I was like, I also have to drink. So pop that some Gatorade and some vodka and here we are. Hey, it makes up for the electrolytes you lose while drinking. No, don't listen. None of this is medical no, advice. None of this is medical advice. <laughs> Just... My Dee, are you feeling that? better now? You say you work. Yeah. <laughs> See, it worked. See, I'm I sh- I'm practically a doctor at this point. No, 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 no. none of that is accurate. We're gonna stop right there. None of that is accurate. Dee, what are you drinking to stop the insanity of what she's saying? Much tamer than Gatorade and vodka. I am drinking um it's called a French beach out here, and that is a basically a London fog, is what it is. So it's a a tea with milk and lavender. Very good. I love lavender. Lavender is one of my favorites. In things. small doses, oh. lavender is excellent. In large doses, it tastes like soap. <laughs> no, but I, I get a lot of like lavender hands. So my boyfriend teases me about this because if there's a scent and it's lavender, you know, like there's lemon, blah, 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 lavender. I'm always going to get the lavender ones. And he's like, is there any soap in this house that doesn't smell like lavender? I'm going to have to never use your soap. 
Otherwise I'll be covered in hives. Oh, you're <laughs> yeah. allergic? No. Yeah, yeah, I get like all the little spots. My mom used to, because my mom had lavender in the garden. She used to like have to duct tape the oven mitts to my hands because I always went out and played with it because it's so pretty. And I was a kid and I was dumb. So oven mitts. Yes. I, I, I feel like I have a lot of friends with weird allergies. I'm just, I mean, it's, that's weird. I have another friend who is um, allergic to uh, rosemary. Really? That's tricky. Yeah. put that in everything. Exactly. Yeah. I'm allergic to coconut. When I was a kid, they didn't put it in as much. It was like you got coconut macaroons, coconut cream pie, or mounds, like an almond joy. That was it. Now palm oil has sneaked its way into every single thing in the world. And I'll have conversations mm-hmm. with people and I'll be like, is there coconut in that? And they're like, no. And I'm like, is there palm oil in that? Well, yeah. And the palm tree and the coconut on the palm tree. A little related. Yeah, that's what. Okay, cool. I almost died. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Dee, what is your favorite book of all time? Favorite book of all time? Totally off the the hatchet. Ooh, why? I just read it at the right time in my age, like the right time in my life. Um, and it really spoke to me and I thought it was amazing adventure. Um, and it was, yeah, no, it was just super well done. And I so spoke to me at the time. So it still sticks with me that I would love. That's my favorite, the hatchet. Do you reread books? I not usually, to be honest, not very much. Once you've read it, I feel like I'm just going to, I know what happens. It takes kind of the fun out of it. But you miss so much the first time. I, I have reread some but no, mostly, I, I guess it came from how I grew up. We, I didn't have huge library. Like I had one little bookshelf, but I had a library card. Um, and so I was constantly at the library and I'd like read everything on the fantasy section until there was no book I hadn't seen and have to make requests from the other libraries because I ran out of things. Um, but as a result, I basically never reread. I had like four or five books that I had kept and I would reread, but for the most part, obviously not keeping them from the library. I would get my own copy and then keep it. Um, That's but okay. Otherwise... Everyone has a library book somewhere, right? Somewhere uh, anyway, but um, but yeah, I would, <laughs> I would end up returning them and there's just no way that they would necessarily be there the next time. So that's just stuck with me. Oh, wow. What is um, a, a book that you absolutely didn't enjoy reading? Ooh, um, this one's kind of weird. Um, the second book, forgive me, I can't remember the name of it now. It's blanked. Sort of Truth series. <clears throat> sort of Truth, second book. Um, because I predicted everything that was going to happen in it. And it annoyed me when it did. <laughs> so I have to say, Sort of Truth was one of my favorite. The first book was one of first my book. favorites. Because yes. the bad guy was really a bad guy. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I- it freaked me out. What, yeah. Raw, what was his name? Uh, Raw Rail? Anyway. Um, he, Aww. yeah, he was bona fide nasty, but the second book was basically everyone saying, don't Richard, don't do this. And, and do, whatever happens, don't it do this. It was the same don't, way with the show. Don't do this. And then he went and he was like, maybe I should do that thing that everyone told me not to. Oh, wait, I won't. Like, <laughs> it was it the same me. way with the legend of the seeker though. Like when they turned it into a show, I was so excited. The first season, they, mind blowing. Second season was like, uh, the third, but I was just like, you know what? No, like, I gave up. <laughs> Yeah. Disappointing because it's such potential. Like there was good it material. Did. And I actually enjoyed the third book more than I enjoyed the second. 
Yeah. It makes yeah. you wonder, I like the this sense. is why we do this podcast. What were the authors thinking at the time? Inquiring right. minds want to know. Um, what about a book to TV or movie series? What is your favorite book that they turned into a TV um, show or miniseries? Meaning like they did well with the movie or the show or whatever. I still think they did awesome with Lord of the Rings. That series was incredibly well done in my mind. I know that they tweaked a few things, but in general, incredibly well done. That's got to be my favorite. Yeah. Well, they had to tweak some stuff because unless you read the books, you would never get what the hell was happening. There was so and much of this, you know, three pages of something random going on on the side. And, like, and that's why he had a knife at the time. You're like, what? Exactly. <laughs> well, I was going to say, and Arwen just shows up at the end with the flag and everybody's like, what? Who is this help here? <laughs> yeah. No, they had to tweak a few things. Yeah. What about still one they did badly with that you were like, oh, I really wish I could they just had keep going this. with that series because The Hobbit was abysmal. <laughs> okay. Oh, see, God. this is one that always starts a fight. <laughs> no fighting. <laughs> no. <laughs> No fighting. They tried I, to combine too much say, source material and it became a just an absolute, it's like that whole thing where like the forest and then we just have to rush everything like you were talking about earlier. Like, that's what happened. I love the Hobbit movies. I know. Like, I you're, go... you're like, you're the minority and not the majority, <laughs> CR. I love you to death. Yes. But, but it's so amazing. But I will say, so this is one of the things, I definitely saw the movies before I read the book. Because oh, the movies had come out the movies had come out and my husband loves everything about it. Like he's actually playing the sort of mortar right now. Um, so like he loves everything about it. So I watched the movies. He lied to me about the, the little it's, I was very upset at the end, but, and then I read the book, but I love it. I think the cast choices were amazing. The storyline is fantastic. I love it. But it has started in many of fights on this podcast. <laughs> yes, it has. So we're going to move away from that. I should I should actually just warn guests. Like, I'm going to ask you this question. If it involves either of these two series, please don't mention it and make up something else. Here's a list of things you can say instead. <laughs> <laughs> Do you listen to music while you're um, writing? Absolutely all the time. What kind of music? I have two things that I listen to. One is I will totally go onto YouTube and listen to those like long two hours of ambient, whatever tragic music or seafaring music or whatever the theme is that I'm trying to go for. Um, so I'll do those ones when I'm writing new stuff. Um, but I have playlists. Um, so I, when I hear a song and it really connects with me for one of the stories or one of the characters or the world or whatever, it goes on a playlist on my iTunes. And that's what I love to listen to as well, especially if you're trying to get like back in the mode to, to do the next book or, or to finish that series or, or finish that book. Um, having that music cueing, even when you're out and about is, well, it's really helpful. It just keeps your mind in the game basically. And so those ones are the ones I play. Um, I can do, some people say like the whole, can you do it with words or not with words and things like that. I can have it with words if it's a song I know. If it's a new song, it's distracting for some reason, if it has words, so I can do the, the wordless ones. Is that a word? Wordless. Um, I feel like vocalless. Yes, I feel is. like there's a specific no, term for that. Wordless is a wordless word. is not the right term. from now on. Do you listen to wordless music? <laughs> wordless, wordless music. Like, what is the word for that? Anyway. I think I think it's <laughs> instrumental is the That's word the word I'm looking It's for. what it's called, yes. yes. I was like, I can't remember. Survey says, no, just kidding. Thank God um, someone knows what they're talking about. 
Let's take a vote. I, I was going to say London fog. Supposedly. <laughs> London fog. Not even getting alcohol fine. as an excuse. <laughs> so what about um, uh, posting your playlist? Do you post the playlist you have like on your website or anything like that for others I, to enjoy? You know, I haven't. I have. I share. Um, so I have done little bits and pieces of it. Um, before the release of, I think it was Soul Burner, I had um, a song that I recommended once a week leading up to it that associated with a certain character. So each character got kind of their theme song released um, onto the social media stuff. And every time I do a newsletter, cause I think music is so important. I have a recommended song. It's not always to do with the books. It can actually be just anything that I've come across or something that has spoken to me previously. Um, so there's always every month um, a musical recommendation. Um, overall, though, I was debating whether or not I should put out the the actual playlist. I don't know if people would be interested in it and take a look, but people are interested all the time. And I'll tell you honestly, you can create a playlist not on iTunes as easily, but on Spotify, and list the Spotify playlist, just the name of it, and people will absolutely tap into that. You'd be amazed how many people are like, yes, and they're reading, and they'll come tell you in person how like oh my gosh I listen to your playlist and I read your book and it might get creepy you might want to take the creep factor down but I know a lot of authors that do that and it's gotten very positive results so depends on does how the creepy music, but does the music you're listening to have to do with what you're writing usually yes like the songs okay. themselves either tie into a character or oftentimes it's a character under a certain circumstance. So every time I hear a certain song, I'm like, oh, that's when he was storming the city and, and lost his sword or whatever. Um, that's that really speaks to me. So it brings it to mind. So there are certain moments. I've The hard part of the playlist is you could listen to it and it will be at a different pace than if you were reading the book, though. And I feel like, what do you do? Put a little star and be like, listen to this song right here. And then there are some people that do that. They do lists, like I've noticed in a lot of books lately, like at the beginning of the book, like, you know, where it's normally like that table of contents. Yeah, I've seen They have the times. musical table of contents. And then at the beginning of each thing, it says which song goes with which chapter or whatever it is. It'd be interesting to be like page 24. That's when you start this song. It wouldn't be yes. enough for a full soundtrack, but it's still like, it's really neat to see getting the full experience. Like not only just the visual, like what you're reading, but also the auditory and... Do you listen to a lot of audiobooks? I, I know you have audiobooks now, but do you listen I to I don't. Audiobooks? Before I started having an audiobook released, I had to like go and buy one to actually hissen, listen to one to see what it was about. My husband listens to them a ton. He does a more driving and so he's constantly, he has Audible and he just constantly has a book um, listening or talking to him. Um, and I, I did listen to it and I realized that the, um, the voice actor makes a big difference as to whether or not you can enjoy a book or not. So I did enjoy the book when I, the one I did read. That was um, uh, Daughter of the Salt King. I cannot remember the author, which I feel bad about. Um, anyway, it was, it was very well done. Uh, it also satisfied my need to try and branch out and learn a little bit more about romance because that's one thing I, I feel like I want to improve on. Um, so I've read a couple of romance novels as well as that one was a, it's a low key, but really sweet romance um, book as well. So. I got through it and it was, it was a good read or listen, I guess. Um, I enjoyed it. I just, the problem we have with audiobooks in my household is we have two small children and sometimes they just throw out some terminology you shouldn't have your seven-year-old in the room for. Um, so we have to be careful when we actually have those things um, playing. No, that makes sense. Um, so what was it like hearing your audiobook back at oh, you? It was hilarious. Um, 
because we got to pick, right? Like you get to pick which um, voice you want to use. And there was definitely, there was one that I was like, you sound like a typewriter to me. Like, please don't. Um, but then the one that we picked, I really did. I loved his voice. Um, and it was just, just exotic enough. Like it made sense for a foreign world. Um, that, so I really, really loved hearing the words coming around. But it was also really kind of freaky at the same time to hear someone else reading it. No, I, I, I know what that's like. CR's audiobooks are coming here very, very shortly, so she'll get to hear that. She hasn't had that experience yet. She's had the weirdest luck when it comes to audiobooks. It matters, doesn't it? Like trying to find the right voice for it. It definitely does. And and when they switch from like girl to guy voices and they just for some reason like, oh, this is a man. And it's like, okay, but like there's so many ways to do that. Like that's going to burn after a while. But yeah, it's really weird hearing it. No, we had, I, agree. Um, I had a scene where they were having, um, I think there was three characters in the room. And in, in my head, they had inverted the voice that they were using for two of them. So one of them was a more light, light um, tenor kind of voice. And one of them was a much more be, you know, deep bass kind of voice. And it was just so backwards to my head because I was like, <laughs> no, Dragal has the bass, totally has the bass. That's not, that's not right. But I mean, every little nuance, I don't think I can uh, really dictate for it. So um Anyway, it was really weird to hear because it's it's like when you read a book and you have like your picture of what the character should look like and then you see a picture of them or on the cover or something, you're like, that's not what they look like or not what I thought they looked like. It really throws you off. Um, and, I, and now I realize there's another dimension to it. It's like, that's not what the character sounded like in my head. But now, you know, someone's telling me what it sounds like. It's, it's weird. I'm sorry. That's actually really funny. I've never heard anybody say that. I don't think they sound like that. Does it not sound like, you know, you have the voice in your head to what you think that character sounds like and they throw it off. So it's a little jarring. Oh my goodness. Has your husband read or listened to your books? Yes. He actually just picked up the audiobook for Raiden. He told me this afternoon. He's like, I've picked it up. I bought it. Um, So he's about to start listening to it. He's read pretty much all of my stuff at various times. But um, the trouble he has is he's my sounding board for some stuff. Like I, I did one the other night where it's like he's he's stuck in this spell, but he, I, he could walk through it. So why aren't we just walking through it? Like this moment of realization when you're like, you're not actually stuck. You could just literally walk out that door. So what's stopping you? Um, so I was talking to him about that. Um, he's a really good sounding board. He just sits there and nods while I talk. And then eventually I go, oh, wait, I've solved it. And then I run away. Um, yes. And he's like, OK, good talk. Author spouses are superheroes. Author spouses, man, they just don't get enough credit. Like, you think the authors, like, everybody's always like, oh, my God, it's so amazing. You did so great. Meanwhile, you have an exhausted spouse behind (laughs) you that's just like, I got woken up at 2 a.m. to figure out if we should pick a different name. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying here. Um, But I actually have... I have to, what I, because I talk to him so much about it, um, he gets confused as to what's real and what isn't. Like, what what was a theory and what actually happened in the end? So, what actually happened in the book? Because he may have read a, an earlier incarnation, and then I'll be like, oh, but I changed that part. You know, <laughs> he's like, I'm lost. I don't know. Um, when just before we were, um, when we were getting together, and he at one point turned around and was like, okay, you're going to have to explain your stories to me so that I can kind of keep up to these conversations. Um, we were traveling at the time. And so we took literally 36 hours where I swear I didn't stop talking except to sleep. And I explained the entire world and all the stories to him. But it seriously took a day and a half. And we just walked around parks and whatnot. And it was like, okay, so how does that fit in with this guy? And I'm like, well, this guy's over here doing this. And anyway, um, it was 36 hours before I finally stopped. And I didn't have a voice for a couple of days. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So mine is, 
of course, I write two different genres, but in the horror genre, I'll be, it's, I guess I get a look on my face when I get an idea for something and it's normally a fairly dreadful idea, but I get this look <laughs> and my boyfriend will go, what just happened? You died. <laughs> and I'm like, not dead. And he's like, I don't want to hear it. No, wait, tell it to me. No, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Gotta see into your world, but I'm not yes. sure I'll follow. Yeah, no, yeah. he's, yeah, he, no, none of that. Corey okay. always does the, when did I lose you? Because eventually he'll be like, don't you think so? And I'll be like, yeah. And he's like, I haven't said anything in five <laughs> minutes. And I'm like, that's what I was agreeing to. Yeah. Obviously. Obviously. I'm going to go get another <laughs> drink. Like, exactly. Okay. See so yes. your, your questions. Your questions are amazeballs. Let's go into those ones. Okay, so what is your favorite myth- mythological creature? Mm. I won't be cliche and say dragons. I know they're cool. That's fine. Um, right now, um, I might pronounce it wrong, but the Nuklavi, which is a Scottish myth. Uh, this is a creature that I, I did a research on, and I'm, I have a story written for it. One day that I'll see the light of day. Um, because it's just so different. So this is a creature that is a horse, strictly speaking. Uh, if I remember correctly, it has a rider that's basically fused to it. So the rider has no legs. So if you can imagine that a horse, but with a rider sticking out. So the, the head at the top has one eye in it. Uh, the horse has its own eyes. It's described as having transparent skin with black blood, um, smells of sulfur and rotten seaweed, um, and will trample you if you burn seaweed on the beach. It's a fairy creature and it's a kind of a demon thing. And yeah, I just I love that visual. Like so different. Wow. Everybody jumping on this. By one. Walking by and smell like puffing or like, breathing <laughs> on the crops will wilt them. It's like just amazingly disgusting and completely unknown creature. Sure. <laughs> okay. Oh, I got That's... I got a different follow-up question. We're gonna add this to our repertoire. We can thank okay. the, the chocolate cordial. What creature would you absolutely not want to be? Like if it was a random role and you're going to end up as a paranormal creature, what creature would you be like, this is ridiculous. I want out. <laughs> Probably one of those classic little fairies, uh, like the little dinky ones with the little flowers and they're putzing around playing with petals. I, I just, you mean pixies? Crazy. Like yeah, the little tiny fairies. Like, I mean, there's different incarnations depending on what, mythological system you go by right. but um yeah like a, a little tiny pixie it just so not me i think i would be really annoyed by it going from one extreme to the other totally grotesque to incredibly cute well, i was gonna sweet. say we we have a <laughs> like that description was horrific <laughs> so miss cool. i don't like horror and then you're like you know what i don't want to be i don't want to be a cute little fairy like no really you know not. the cute ones with like the shimmery wings yeah no. there's like the transparent ones and the, the tiny little dresses that don't work from a gravity perspective um all those kind of ones well, they're Very fairies <laughs> Literally okay. magic, right? How does her dress stay up? Exactly. Magic. Absolutely. How do they not, you know, die every time the wind blows? But more fun questions. If you could be any main character in a book, but you have to live their story, what would it be? Hmm. That is a hard one. Uh, main character in a book. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is an old one for me. There's a book called Catherine, um, called Birdie. 
And it's a story about a young girl who, it's a series of journal entries, but anyway, um, it, from the medieval ages, as she's trying to figure out this whole like expectations for being a woman and all this kind of stuff, I would love to be her um, because she's just got this spark of attitude throughout and her story does work out in the end, even though there's some like terrible suitors in the mix and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Catherine called Birdie. Um, and my favorite part about her was that she learned that apparently curses were often used by like parts of God's anatomy. So you'd have like God's nose or something like that. So she chose her personal curse to be God's thumbs. So, so all the way through it's God's thumbs. So I just, I just feel like that's a fun character. Okay. I like the happy ending too, which is fun. All right. What about who would you have be your sidekick? From any book? From any book. <sighs> sort of truth, probably. Kalan. Uh, Kaylin. Oh, see, I read it. I don't know. <laughs> I can pronounce it. Yeah, yes. Kaylin. Only reason why I know is I went to school with a girl that had an exactly spelled right. Okay. And I was like, hey, what's your name? And she's like, right here, Kaylin. I was like, oh, I was just checking. I was I just, just checking. checking the pronunciation. Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, you know okay. what's interesting is to hear authors pronounce names of their yes. characters. I, yes. I don't know if you've ever done this, but if you go to an author panel and it's not like just Bob, Sally, whatever, and somebody's pronouncing the name and you're like, oh dear God, I've been saying that wrong like forever. <laughs> oh, there was a book recently that um, the Sword of Shannara, no, I'm saying it wrong. It, they pronounce it differently. It's not oh, that. See, I always said Shannara. I oh, thought it was Shannara too, but it's, anyway. Isn't that my friend went and It's That's something, and the, the, the author, um, like it was set, and she was like, what? But with, that's that's not how I've been pronouncing it this entire time. Cool beans. Cool. It's cool. like what book is that? Which one is that? It's just, like, oh, <laughs> oh the, we're talking about the, the same I, thing, and it's just different. Exactly. <laughs> what happens when you okay. read things instead of like hearing them or seeing them? Right? Like you yes. just make up the you hear it in your head. And so, well, especially you know, um, hooked on phonics is a very interesting thing because I have friends that read so much. And I've been in restaurants with them and they're very well read, like very well read. And this is before the internet and before videos and things like that, or even audiobooks were really a thing. You could get them on tape, right? But um, the I was sitting down to dinner one time and um, she's like, can I have, um, uh, you know, mozzarella sticks with uh, um, uh, Mari Rari sauce? And I was like, you mean marinara sauce? And she's like, yeah. And then she pointed to it. And I was like, hmm, okay. You can see how that yeah. could happen. And you should never yeah. make fun of somebody for pronouncing it wrong because it means they learned it by reading. Exactly. 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 Okay. CR, keep going. Okay. What is on your anti I'll never do it again list? Hmm. Like a reverse bucket list. Like I've done it and I won't do it again. Yes. A cruise. Why does everybody say that? I I went on a cruise and I liked the concepts of it. And then I learned more about so many other factors. And of course, then there's COVID too. But it was before COVID. Did you get the drink package? I did not, but I was also traveling with a three-year-old. So it was a bad idea. Like you need to bring a sitter. They have daycare on boats. They do, but the three-year-old's. Yeah, he got kicked out of daycare a few times. <laughs> so <it was> not- 
sorry. Oh, that one's going to be a great teenager. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it wasn't always very relaxing when you're walking around with a pager just in case they need to call you. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's, but yeah, I, I don't think I do the cruise again now, just with everything that's been going on. Um, we did one fun, but basically if you're, couple months you're on a cruise, it's like, how do we get you to spend more money? And if you're clever about it, you can like totally milk the system and you get swag Absolutely. and fun and all that kind of stuff. But you still have to be constantly on alert for being like, are you going to try and bill me for something? Because they're constantly trying to sell you something. At least the cruise. I never have that. We go on like two a year. Like we just got back a couple months ago. Like we get the drink package. We end up making friends with all the bartenders and like the entertainment people. And like, then we just get everything for free anyways. Well, I love the shows and stuff like that. Like they were yes. so much, it was fun. Like it had its, it's, um, it, it did have a lot of potential, but I don't think I'd do it again. Do you do yeah. not have to defend your choice? This is you don't. Yeah, I just ask, I just always ask follow-up questions. Okay. I'm genuinely curious as to why people make their decisions. <laughs> okay. Well do the reverse question. CR. Okay. What is on your bucket list? Going like to Japan. If you could do the top thing. Top Agreed. thing. Our next one is Japan. If we can do it. Yes. So that's, um, it's more of my husband's more than anything, but at the same time, I've been involved in some of the reasonings behind that. Um, and so I'm keen to, to go and explore that as well. Oh, I hope you go during cherry oh, blossom time. I heard it's oh, amazing beautiful. during cherry blossom Yes, time. it's supposed to be, but it's supposed to be one of the hardest times to go because they get so oh, overrun. Everybody wants to. Yeah. Yeah. There. Well, I guess you could go to DC and see cherry blossoms. Too. I mean, honestly, I can go downtown Victoria and see cherry blossoms. Sorry, okay, we get them all the time. Do we don't not, get snow. It rains cherry blossoms. It, you know what? We don't need you to rub it in with we the cherry blossoms. Snow. It's great. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, okay. Go go for it. You have you're lined up. I see that. Never mind. You're lined up. Okay. Go. So, what is your favorite weird food combination? Like the weirdest thing you've ever eaten and thoroughly enjoy. It's not weird to say apples, pie, and cheese, is it? Yes. Together? Yes. At the same See, time? It's a, it's a, I don't know if it's a Canadian thing or an East Coast thing or what. Apple pie. Where's my weird food list? Cheddar cheese. Okay. <laughs> cheddar cheese. Like melted on the pie? Slice of cheddar cheese beside with a little. Yes. Like instead of ice cream, you put yes. cheese? Yes. Cheese. Cheddar cheese. And, and, apple pie. And this hard. is intentional? Yes. Uh, put it on sure. the list. I do probably it's on the list. I can't I'm have it right it. now. <laughs> try it. I'm going to have to do that. I love cheddar cheese. I love apple pie. You can let me know how it goes. I we will. We have a whole list going from what all have told us. And we're going to eventually make ourselves very sick going down the trying it all. There's one yes. there's one CR won't do that involves fish eyes, but I I think that's bailing inappropriately. Rory is so excited about that one. He's like, just let me know when, when because when it hasn't, I don't think it's been uploaded yet, right? No, no wait, yes, it has. Yeah. yeah, he's like, I'm going to go, I'm going to write down her recipe, I'm going to do the entire thing, and then I'm going to sit and wait. <laughs> and I was like, you're so supportive. You're just that is so being supportive. supportive. No, it's not, because he knows exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> that's a true story. What is your... um? writing environment like can you write anywhere or do you need to be at like a desk like where is your writing because you wrote all this when you were in school but were you able to just take your laptop everywhere with you and do it 
basically I squeeze in writing five minutes at a time sometimes because I only get five minutes at a time sometimes. So I write mostly in the evening. So it's the kitchen table. Um, but honestly, if I have my computer or my notebook with me, it's anywhere, anytime. Just I can do it pretty much whatever coffee shops, whatever bus stops, doesn't matter. That makes sense. I, it's I, it's I nice. Think... I know people are more strict about it, but um, no, I. Well, there I, are some people that have to be in a close room with complete silence. Exactly, and I I don't have that luxury. Like, I there's no way that I can guarantee I'm going to get that that situation regularly. So if I if I had to be that specific, I wouldn't be a writer. So I just squeeze it in where I can when I can. I would say cool. we've okay. had a lot of creepy basement writers lately. Just a dark room or something like. Yeah. No, they, no, literally writing in their basements. Just hiding it. Well, I had one that called us once from, I think it was like the hot water tank room or something like that. Like this tiny little offsuit of the garage. She was, anyway, she was calling into the writer's group and it was like this, where are you? She's like, I'm in the utilities closet. Well, okay. well they have to find their mojo it's somewhere. Private. I it's quiet. I think um, John Dover, I want to say it's John Dover, and he'll kill me when he listens to this and says, that wasn't me, but it's fine. John, I love you. Um, he used to write in a bar all the time. He had like a stool and he would go write in the bar all the time. And that, that was his thing. <laughs> I've done and then yep. COVID and it all shut down and he couldn't go write in the bar anymore. But it, he mm -hmm. was like, I'd grab my laptop, go have a drink. His character's name was Johnny Scotch and that's where he'd write. So, yeah. I gotta say, in my head, when people say the basement, I think the creepy basement with the leaky pipes and the lights. Meanwhile, you know they're probably fully like furnished, fully finished with lights. Yeah. Yes, I absolutely. was picturing the same though, like with the studs exposed and like the swinging single yes. light bulb. Like that's what Did I was I thinking. See? Okay, so that's natural. Okay, so from two non-horror writers, I think that's <laughs> terribly interesting that that's where you guys went with that. So I'm at the lower level of my house. It, it has windows, though, so I guess it doesn't... I was going to say, you have nice. windows. <laughs> the lower level sounds better than basement. Yes, because it's not legitimately a basement. It's built into a mountain, so you know the lower level of the... Because mm -hmm. everything's on a diagonal. I don't know. The whole house could slide down the mountain one day. I'm not sure. Um, so, <laughs> with that, that could go on a story. It'll be fun. It'll be exciting. Um, see, our final question. Final question. Okay, if you found a million dollars in the middle of nowhere, what would you do with it? Pay off the mortgage first. Uh, <laughs> that's, a, yes. that's a boring answer. Um, like I found $980,000 or $800,000. Yeah, no. no that would be, be the first thing I'd do is pay off the mortgage. So. <laughs> well, it's, but then I mean, you got some leftovers, I hope. I mean, it depends. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, my house, God. This is not a million dollar house. <laughs> it's a really, really big, expensive house then. Um, but yeah, pay off the mortgage. Um, honestly, I would probably do some traveling. Like, I really miss going out and seeing these places that I haven't been. I'd like to go to different continents. I've, you know, got some ticked off. I've never been to Australia or New Zealand or, like I said, Japan. Um, there's places that I really want to go and see. So uh, that's probably where I would funnel a lot of that. Well, maybe like we can a... get you on a world book tour and then you could just go <laughs> to all the places. That would be fun. We're going to be working on world book tours. We're going to be working yeah. on book tours and then world book tours. That's, baby steps. Yeah, baby steps. But we're going to get there. No, that's you better. Run before you walk. That's it. Say we go straight to running. <laughs> you, you, you know me. I'm like, I, I, do I have roller skates? Let's go. No. Just yes. Um, 
Okay, so shameless self-promotion time. Let's talk about your book coming out and how to find you. All right, so uh, newest book coming out is Northlander coming out in May. Um, just coming up now. The new cover is out. I'm very excited about that. Um, you can find me on most social media uh, locations as D Lambert Author, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and of course the website um, dlambertauthor.com. Um, it also will let you sign up for the newsletter, which will give you all the latest and greatest info, including um, deals like um, from myself as well as other authors. And also keep you appraised of all of the newest information as things come out and are available. Very, very cool. Thank you so much for being on this program with us. It's been super exciting. I appreciate it. Um, So this has been Drinking with Authors, the Literary Briefs Edition. I have been your host, Erica Lance. Our sponsor has has been, I'm doing it. It's fine. My lips are working. Skunk Brother Spirits. DWA10 is the coupon code. Don't forget to support them. They're family and veteran owned in Washington State. My co-host has been the amazing C.R. Rice. And our guest has been Dee Lambert. And we will see you guys next time.